0: Sire, the right flank is in trouble. Duncan, the young king of Araluan, heard the herald shout above the terrible din of battle. The clash of weapons and shields, the screaming and sobbing of the wounded and dying, the shouted orders of commanders rallying their troops and the involuntary inarticulate cries of the soldiers themselves as they cut and stabbed and shoved against the implacable enemy formed an almost deafening matrix of sound around him duncan thrust once more at the snarling wargall before him felt the sword go home and saw the snarl change to a puzzled frown as the creature realized it was already dead then he stepped back disengaging himself from the immediate battle, physically and mentally. A young knight from the Araluan battle-school quickly took his place in the line, his sword already swinging in a murderous arc as he stepped forward, cutting through the wargle front rank like a scythe through long grass. Duncan rested for a moment, leaning on his sword, breathing heavily. He shook his head to clear it. "'Sire! The right flank!' The Herald began again, but Duncan waved a hand to stop him. "'I heard you,' he said. It had been three days since the battle at Hackham Heath, where Morgareth's army had been routed by a surprise attack from their rear led by the ranger Holt. The enemy were in full retreat. By rights, Morgareth should have surrendered. His continued resistance was simply costing more and more casualties to both sides.' but the rebellious lord was never concerned with preserving lives. He knew he was defeated, but still he wanted to inflict as many casualties as possible on Duncan and his men. If they were to be victorious, he would make them pay dearly for their victory. As for his own forces, he cared little for their losses." They were nothing more than tools to him, and he was willing to keep throwing them against the royal army, sacrificing hundreds of troops but causing hundreds of casualties in the process. So for three days he had retreated to the southeast, turning where the terrain favoured him to fight a series of savage and costly battles. He had picked the spot for this latest stand well, It was a narrow plain set between two steep hills, and recent rain had softened the ground so that Duncan could not deploy his cavalry. It was up to the infantry to throw themselves against the wargles in hard, slogging, desperate fighting. And always lurking in the back of Duncan's mind was that one mistake from him, one lucky throw of the dice for McGareth, could see the wargle army gain the initiative once more." Fortune in battle was a fickle mistress and the war that duncan had hoped was ended at hackham heath was still there to be won or lost by a careless order or an ill-considered manoeuvre momentum duncan thought it was all important in a situation like this it was vital to maintain it keep moving forward keep driving them back hesitate even for a few minutes and the ascendancy could revert to the enemy he glanced to his left The flank on that side, predominantly troops from Norgate and Whitby reinforced by troops from some of the smaller fiefs, was forging ahead strongly. In the centre, the armies from Araluan and Redmond were having similar success. That was to be expected. They were the four largest fiefs in the kingdom, the backbone of Duncan's army. Their knights and men at arms were the best trained and disciplined. But the right flank had always been a potential weakness. It was formed from a conglomerate of Seacliff, Aspien, and Culway fiefs, and since the three fiefs were all about the same size, there was no clear leader among them. Knowing this, Duncan had appointed battlemaster Norman of fief as the overall commander. Norman was an experienced leader, most capable of melding such a disparate force together. As if he was reading the king's thoughts, the herald spoke again. "'Battlemaster Norman is dying, sire. A wargle burst through the lines and speared him. Norman has been taken to the rear, but I doubt he has long to live. Battlemasters Patrick and Marritt are unsure what to do next, and Morgareth has taken advantage of the fact.' "'Of course,' thought Duncan, Morgareth would have recognized the banners of the smaller fiefs on that flank, and guessed at the possible confusion that might result if the commander were put out of action.' Once Norman was down, the rebel commander had undoubtedly sent one of his elite companies of shock troops to attack the right flank.